0: Hey there and welcome. Are you ready to put your digital marketing on steroids? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the impressive digital marketer podcast. Digital marketing runs through our veins. So listen up to get some seriously impressive ideas for your business. Let's do this.
1: everyone and welcome back to the Impressive Digital Marketer, a podcast series created and hosted by the team here at Impressive Digital. I'm Cass and today I'm accompanied by Nadia, one of our content and social media specialists. How are you today, Nadia?
0: I am well, Cass. How are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you. So before we get started, we've got a really exciting offer for podcast listeners out there. Now that's a complete analysis of your digital strategy plus a competitor audit, usually worth $2,000, but we're giving it out to you free of charge. All you have to do is call Impressive on 1300 191 943 or fill in our online inquiry form. Just remember to quote the code PODCAST3000. All right, so now let's get started. Mm -hmm. Nadia, as a content and social media specialist, you must come across a lot of online content and I reckon competitor research is a big part of your job or at least seeing what sorts of ads are circulating out there and their effectiveness. I know it's only beginning of the year, but can you tell us about any amazing ads that are really making an impact or any trends that you notice coming up in the world of advertising?
0: Well, it's lovely to be here, Cass. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, But yes, very good questions that you've already put forward. And yes, the digital landscape has been evolving at an escalated rate since last year. Uh, 2019 is proving to be no different. And although there are lots of different things that are being covered, um, two of the main features I noticed that are really quite prevalent would be... uh, Greater responsibility to the environment and sustainability, so a lot of people advertising with uh, being green in mind, um, as well as a lot of extreme creativity with the ads that they're producing. So those are two of the main things that I have noticed. Okay, great. They sound pretty interesting. Mm, uh, you.
1: Can you take us through the first point and explain how you've seen this in enviro-conscientiousness action in action with brands?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, it's no doubt that the importance of sustainability and responsible uh, business practices has become ubiquitous in today's day and age. So it's a topic um, that it's, it's the heart of most conversations, especially among millennials or anyone who's starting to sort of be a bit more cluey or clued up about the environment and just um, the need to sort of take action against climate change, I suppose. For years, companies have tried to leverage the whole notion of being green and I'm doing that in little bunny ears little little inverted, I can confirm she's doing those nice. but thank you thank you very much Kath. in the past it was something that was a real defining factor for companies but now it's becoming the standard so uh there's simply no excuse for unsustainable practices uh, you get a lot of um consumers who are quite sagacious and using their uh, their dollar as their vote so the more green you are with your company it's almost as if Customers are voting in favor of what you have to produce, so definitely being green is something that's going to help the longevity of your company as well as your marketing strategy. And a lot more people are becoming aware of the internet, they're more um, aware of the information that's out there. So if you were to be, if you were to greenwash, say like you were you were trying to show how green you were but it wasn't really true, a lot of people get clued up on that kind of stuff and they'll pull you on it straight away, which could damage your reputation, but but yeah, now we're seeing that more brands are taking being green more seriously, and um, yeah, we're we're seeing that as a as a positive, I reckon.
1: Is there any brands in particular that you've noticed that are paving the way?
0: Yeah, definitely. So one of the brands that uh, that really showcases like, say, for example, green products would be perhaps do. So a lot of their clothing is uh, is dyed with natural dyes, so it's a lot less of a strain on the environment. It's not a lot of... They don't use a lot of chemical dyes, and they always showcase that in their marketing. If you look at, I think, the end of last year's marketing for a lot of their, um, their shirts, all natural dyes, very um, environmentally conscious, and that was something that was quite successful for them. And then there's also Dyson. So Dyson, the vacuum cleaner company. So... You know, they've, they've been around for ages, but a lot of people are starting to see now just how they're leveraging science um, and just sort of really showing that they've, they're very responsible, uh, they care about sustainability, and they're using innovation to create better products that are a lot greener. So those are two brands that are probably leading the way in that regard. Uh,
1: what if your business isn't product-based? What if your service-based, you know, and the item you're selling isn't made from 100% recyclable fibres?
0: Yeah, it, it'll it be definitely a lot harder for brands that aren't sort of pushing products, like say, for example, like a service. But I think if you were to think about it quite creatively, you could definitely find avenues where you could showcase how green you're being or make uh, make a change towards greener practices. So say, for example, an uh, everyday... Like, for, for example, a cleaning business. So that's a service, but if they were to perhaps offer um, services to where they provide cleaning with completely organic products. Something like that. Something that's a bit out of the box and will definitely set them apart. Yes, so if you're not sure about how to market your product as green or your service is green, there are other avenues where you can sort of show how sustainable, sustainability-minded you are, I suppose. So for example, Dyson, they don't just create products that are green, but they also put money and funding towards their foundation like the Dyson Foundation which aims to uh award grants to people who want to realize environmental projects so basically while although Dyson is a company that is very much focused on the environment um, they are also doing things on the outside you know with their foundation helping people uh, realize their potential realize their projects and change the world as we know it with with um, the right kind of funding so yeah there's lots you can do um, it's just a matter of being creative about it and um, we're seeing more companies do that
1: yeah, well, that's a great segue, because now we can talk about your second point, covering creativity. So it's always been said that creativity isn't important in marketing, but how are we seeing that the age-old adage isn't just another cliche that no one's really heeding?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, um, you're constantly hearing about how companies need to think outside the box if they really want to stand out. Um, in my personal opinion, it seems to me like with a lot of the ads that you're seeing generally, it's it seems like... It's quite harsh of me to say this, but it seems like mediocrity is the status quo. I mean, I I find it hard to find anything unique out there in terms of advertising and creative. Um, And it feels as if like a lot of marketing managers are just trying to tick a list of characteristics their ads should have. But while they may be fulfilling best practice, the ads don't actually stand out. So it's all quite counterintuitive. So I think there's like an equanimity regarding their output and consequently the results. So we're seeing more and more how this isn't getting businesses the results that they want. So I feel like the more creative a company is, the better they perform. And I mean, like regarding creativity, not just in the content they produce, but just the strategy and how they um, how they present that content to the public. So for example, if you look at Koala, you know Koala, the mattress company, yeah? Yep. Yeah,
1: I read your blog on it. That's going to be listed in our notes.
0: Oh, excellent. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. It was um, it was very enjoyable for me to write. hope you enjoy reading it as much. Um, so they recently released, like, a plethora of amazing ads that, like, irreverently poked fun at some of other iconic, like, Aussie ads out there. And it just, like, it led to, like, this huge boom of engagement on their social media. So, like, the main one that everyone remembers is um, if you're driving um, down, I think it's, like, the Tempe Highway or something in Sydney there's like a billboard that says no no beep no effing idea yep. <laughs> Ooh, feels feel so crass um there's a billboard that says it but it's in the script of like the the typical impossible to assemble um Ikea furniture uh pamphlet so it's it's just basically sort of a, a play on just how impossible it is for um for a lot of people to fix Ikea furniture but it's it's basically Koala's take on it and they're showing just how easy it is for them to, you know, uh, send you their product and how easy it is for you to assemble it yourself. And they've also taken, like, taken the piss out of, like, the DeRucci ads, which showcase that really alarmingly frightening older gentleman in the dark space. And it looks like a waking nightmare and it's absolutely terrifying for small children.
1: So would you say Koala's almost making a massive ge- generational comment there as well?
0: Oh, totally. I mean, the fact that... I think it's also, it showcases their, um, their ability to, or sorry, their excellent research when it comes to their audience, per, like their buyer persona, because these are ads that like a millennial would definitely know of. Like they've grown up and they've seen these ads, they've poked fun at it. So when they see the koala ad, they'll know straight away, you know, what they're parroting So I think it's definitely, um, it's definitely something that's quite generational and it's, uh, it's an example of great, great research on their part. Yeah, definitely. You know, not only were they uh, clever and creative with these ads, but the distribution was incredible as well. Like secondary billboards were erected in front of the initial billboards as a response to the first billboard. And they're all very cheeky, very clever. And, um, you know, they've always had a strong presence online, but this foray into the traditional marketing um, sphere really supplemented their whole strategy and like solidified their place in the public consciousness. So Koala is definitely the brand to look out for.
1: Could you tell us how their their um, billboards impacted their digital marketing strategy?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was researching a bit about the marketing director of Koala and he said just on, just on social alone, on their social channels, they had millions millions in engagement, just a whole bunch of people just um, sharing, liking, leaving an amazing amount of comments just because it was, as you said, very generational. It was very, um, very timely and I suppose just the way it was all distributed was really engaging so they, that basically means that they're
1: becoming, they're becoming part of the conversation rather than just talking at these people on social media as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something a lot of brands struggle to, um, struggle to achieve like, or just to accomplish well. And I think like, yeah, when you're, when you're creative and you think out of the box like that, you, you do get the kind of engagement you're looking for. And yeah, like you said, it's important to make sure that you're listening to what everyone's saying. Just do yeah. a lot of social listening, making sure that you're finding out what people are saying as well as putting out stuff that's in response to that.
1: I know there would be some brands out there who would find taking on their competitors in such an obvious way to be, I guess, either too risky for their brand Mm. or, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of other reasons too. Uh, So there was a few other ads that I know Koala did as well that would be just like hitting the same kind of milestones and targets but just not doing that general attack at their competitors
0: yeah I like koalas definitely got a lot of ads on their YouTube and on their Instagram that have been quite effective I mean in terms of just I mean I'm I'm fine with my mattress but when I get a koala ad on Instagram I'm just like whoa it's a wine glass on that mattress that man just jumped on it oh my gosh the wine glass is still like full on the mattress isn't that a miracle A Christmas miracle and like those ads obviously aren't irreverent they're not they're not really savage Per se, but but they're definitely effective. So I think they're definitely um, managing to balance both the social arena, the social ads, and they're doing really well with that as well as the traditional marketing. And I mean, I like a little bit of I like a little bit of irreverent humor. I think um, one only has to watch the Super Bowl to see just how awfully bloody it can be. I think there was a a Bud Bud Light ad that was. Um, well, apparently as you watch the ads, you realize that Bud Light doesn't use corn syrup in their beers. So they they basically take this giant barrel of corn syrup to like Coors Light, because Coors uses corn syrup, I think it is. Yeah, and every other brand out there. But they oh, it's just so it's so in your face. It's definitely something to look into if you can do it in a kind of I suppose respectful another another set of bunny ears there for you in a respectful way that doesn't really, like, damage your reputation but still pokes fun at your competitor, I think it's definitely a risk that you should take.
1: I saw – yeah, because I saw one a while ago with two big telcos recently, billboards as well, taking each other on. And it does – it can – in that particular instance, it did lead to a – legal threat oh yeah yeah (laughs) they lost (laughs) oh no
0: yes it's definitely something that you'll have to seriously consider definitely consult your legal team before you go into anything that's if you feel like it's a bit heated and whatnot but it's um yeah you can see that it's definitely paid off with some brands but you know don't be so so awful that you get sued or everyone just thinks you're an ass after that
1: (laughs) that's why i just found the koala ones so interesting because they had that um you know they they took on uh, from your, reading your blog they took on poli- Australian politics uh, oh, yeah. just generally just more things that would still resonate with their audience but wouldn't I guess get them in any trouble.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. And there was it was still quite tasteful. I think it was just it was just cheeky and it wasn't like oh this is you're awful or whatnot. But it's like we're taking this over. The IKEA one was a bit more daring, I'd say. But um, but I feel like it paid off. And I think Australians, I definitely think the Australian market is a bit more. Um, open-minded to that kind of playfulness maybe in some other markets they'd be a bit easier to be insulted I suppose but um, yeah in Australia it was it was perfect it's perfect marriage between creativity and good humor plus I mean
1: it was also free marketing for Ikea in some ways oh yeah in some ways
0: yeah (laughs) it's just like you guys (laughs) no it was very very good
1: so along with all the amount of things that digital marketers have to know would you say these are the two main things for 2019 or is there anything else that you that stands out to you
0: yeah I mean like like as you mentioned there are plenty of things that you have to juggle in order to have a good campaign you want to follow best practice and you also want to stand out and I think that's where creativity comes in you want to show that you're sustainable or sorry that you're responsible and that you care about the environment so that's um that's where the sustainability factor comes in and you should be doing that anyway because you know you're good people right but (laughs) <laughs> another thing that you need to consider would definitely be um, another trend that we're seeing is just people looking at their marketing strategy holistically as a whole, and they're not. It's not about sort of putting out content just for the sake of putting out content. It's also about making sure that you're really catching your audience along the journey, the buyer journey, and um, feeding them the right ads at that moment in time that really addresses their need at the, their pain point at the time. So definitely looking at your your buyer's journey. Um, as a whole on the big picture uh, yeah and just seeing where you can like use every single resource that you have all your assets in order to make sure that yeah your campaign is as jacked up as it possibly can be that sounds great yes it does
1: so just circling back to Dyson for mm. a moment uh, just what you've mentioned then about having a holistic overview with your marketing just makes me think of the blog that you wrote again with oh, Dyson yes. Uh, so in that one, you mentioned that they're moving into luxury products. So we've obviously always known them as an amazing suction yeah. company. Oh my gosh.
0: Great. <laughs> great stuff. Like uh, a bagless vacuum. Amazing. Groundbreaking. Not to mention
1: the, uh, hand dryers and bathrooms. But oh yeah.
0: Even better. <laughs> ours is great.
1: I've noticed I've also yeah reading your article I've noticed they've also moved into the luxury items market. So how would how have you noticed Dyson uh I guess using a holistic approach to move into this market and make sure they're targeting the right people?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think um one of my friends and in, in the office helped me uh helped me to name that blog and it was like why Dyson doesn't suck. And then I was like, yeah, it also blows, though, because, <laughs> because Dyson has actually just um, entered into the market with a beautiful luxury hair dryer, blow dryer. But it's, it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Like, it's not just your average blow dryer. What they do is, well, not only are they known for using amazing technology to make um, products that uh, use less energy, but, you know, provide more value, um, but they've also been able to create this, this dryer, this hair dryer, but it's gold plated. Wow. And the gold that they use—it's like the special hand-plated gold that's from Italy, and the the leaf is actually much thinner than the human hair, and that's so like just, it evokes this whole entire idea of luxury and like real sort of decadence, and it makes you want to buy the purchase. And oh, sorry, it makes you want to buy the product because it's just so like everything's so well tied together. So they're tying in these environmental factors. They're tying in this beautiful visual with something. Um, luxurious. And, and along with that, they're also targeting the right kind of markets. They're, they're going into, um, like, I mean, everyone's going to make an awful joke about women and vacuum cleaners and how they should be using them and whatnot. But when I get targeted with a Dyson ad, it actually excites me because for me, when I see Dyson, they've already created their brand in such a way to where I think, oh, they're targeting me because I'm this intelligent woman who obviously appreciates fine-crafted things um, that help the environment uh, make life easier, and are obviously, like, you know, for, for people in, like, the, uh, you know, um, better income earning bracket and whatnot. But it's, yeah, so basically um, their targeting is also on point alongside with their uh, their products. So you can see how they're basically trying to leverage all the things that they have in order to, yeah, really provide a marketing strategy that's quite successful and effective. And, yeah, like, Dyson's already starting to, uh, uh, I think they opened up a factory in Singapore, Okay, so my hometown. So I'm super excited because they're uh, they're developing an electrical car. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so that's like, so not next... just not
1: just the luxury hair products. Oh so. no,
0: not just not just the amazing blow dryer, which would have been enough. Like that <laughs> would have been... I could have died happy just you know having one of those. Um, but no, they've got like an electrical car in the works, and it's they're really sort of positioning themselves as this company that's you know going to rival Tesla, and I think they're definitely well on their way. And um, yeah, you when you just see that like like the the press releases the the ads that they produce the products the the kind of audiences they target you can see that they've really put a lot of work into their marketing strategy and it's it's definitely paying off for them so they're another company to really uh, look out for.
1: Well, I do see that when I've seen when I've been targeted by their ads, they are very cohesive across every oh, yeah. every platform.
0: Oh so yeah, it's great stuff. And like you've yeah. fallen
1: in love with the hairdryer, haven't you? <laughs> I have. I,
0: I just really want that six hundred dollar blow dryer that's just and it, it's it's oh it's amazing stuff i think one of my biggest issues is getting my hair caught in the other end of the dryer and just me you know getting stuck in there and that's not going to happen with the dyson so i'm in love
1: we haven't been sponsored for this by the way no we haven't but
0: dyson if you would like to send one to my address it is Yes. Send
1: it <laughs> Just send us a message. <laughs> uh, awesome. I think that's the end of our podcast for today. We hope you've gained some valuable insights from our talk today and that you'll be able to implement some of these tips into your campaigns. We here at Impressive Digital would love to hear more about how you'll be amping up your marketing campaigns and how you may take some of these holistic approaches yourself. So feel free to leave us a comment or give us a call to share your gleanings. Don't forget the offer at the start as well, if you're still listening, that we'd be really, really happy to provide you with that digital strategy analysis and the competitor audit. Uh, This is Cass and Nadia signing out. Thanks for listening to The Digital Marketer. Thank you.